Hello, Forever Family. I am so ready to just dive into today's message. So grab your cup of coffee or maybe a glass of tea and let's settle in and see how God speaks to each of us through today's message. So before we get started, let's lift our hearts to the Lord in prayer. Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, we lift our hearts to you. We ask that you give us clarity and discernment as we dive into your word. Speak to each of us, direct our hearts to walk out this faith journey so that we can reach one more for your precious kingdom. We ask all things in the precious and holy name of your son and all God's children said, amen. <clears throat> so last week we talked about going fishing and I asked several people, actually I made a social uh, media post that said, what are some of the things that are important for you to take? Someone listed first aid kit. I got to tell you, that has absolutely just stuck with me. It has been with me and on my mind and on my heart all week. Probably because what we're seeing in the news and, and on TV, and I will be honest with you, I try to limit my TV time to, no joke, about five hours a week. Because at that point, I've got such a headache, I just turn it off and I go do something else. But when, when I think about a first aid kit, I think about like a small-scale wound care. And I know you're probably thinking, okay, Sherlock, give us something we can use here. We all think about it like that. But there's there's something that is... If there's a basic surface level injury, really it's more of a discomfort than life-threatening. And I guess that's what I'm seeing a lot in the news. That's why I turned it off because it's really more about people complaining about the discomfort than life-threatening. So surface level, meaning that if you pull out your first aid kit, you put some ointment on your injury and you cover it with a bandage, and then we trust that it will do its job to heal the surface-level injury. We trust in the process. So, I guess you could say having a first aid kit brings a bit of security that eliminates the fear of the what-if on a surface level, like on a small scale. But, what if... The wound is deeper than surface level. There comes a point to where you look at a wound and instantly you know there is absolutely nothing in a first aid kit that is going to help me. And at that point, we must seek professional wound care. So upon arriving to wherever you're going, emergency room, a doctor's office, wherever, we find ourselves in a waiting room. And while we're there... I don't know about you, but just the waiting brings anxiety and stress and fear. And so the security of what the first aid kit gave, that little false security, is gone. <clears throat> so let's step back in time. Let's step back into history. I have um, Bible dictionaries and Bible encyclopedias because, again, I want to know what words meant during that time period not just today's mentality and understanding. So I researched wound care. 
that led me to apothecary. And I'm thinking, okay, yeah, that makes sense. In my biblical dictionaries and encyclopedias, though, apothecary said to look up perfumer. Thought, okay, I'm curious now. So I go, a perfumer would make compounds out of drugs, oils, and perfumes. Now, the King James Version, if you if that's the Bible you use, you may actually see the term apothecary or confectionary. I would have never connected confectionary to wound care because, again, today we're thinking about it in today's terms. But historically, all of the large towns had their streets with their merchants and everything, but there was a street for perfumers. Their stocks would include anything from loose powder to compressed blocks, oils, essential spirits, fats, seeds, leaves, and bark. The perfumes were used in connection with the holy oil and incense of the tabernacle. So if you want to do a little research, you can actually um, write these scriptures down and, and check out what it says biblically. Um, you can look in Exodus 30, Chronicles 16, and Nehemiah 3. And that's just a few of them. But apothecary... It would take the compounds and it sold these spices and the anointing oils. Um, and you can actually find this in Ecclesiastics 10. But it would sell them and that was their wound care of their time. Again, you're probably thinking, where is this going to tie into a scripture that she has not shared with us yet? So here's the scripture for today. We're going to look at Exodus 17, 1 through 4. This is where the water from the rock is talked about. So Exodus 17, starting in verse 1. It says, The whole Israelite community set out from the desert of Sin, traveling from place to place as the Lord commanded. They camped at Rephidim, but there was no water there for them to drink. So they quarreled with Moses and said, Give us water to drink. Moses replied, Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you put the Lord to test? But the people were thirsty for water, and they were grumbling against Moses. They said, Why did you bring us up out of Egypt to make us and our children and our livestock die of thirst. Then Moses cried out to the Lord, What am I to do with these people? They're almost ready to stone me. May God add his blessings to the reading of his word. So if we're looking at um, the first aid kit, how it gives a false sense of security, and that security is always put to a test when we have a deeper wound. The Israelites would rather go back to bondage. Their false sense of security of having their needs provided for. And they put God to the test. They doubted his presence and his ability to step in and provide. 
Let's let's continue on reading a bit in Exodus. Um, let's start with verse 5. The Lord answered Moses, Go out in front of the people. Take with you some of the elders of Israel and take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile and go. I will stand there before you by the rock of Horeb. Strike the rock and water will come out of it for the people to drink. So Moses did this in the sight of the elders of Israel. And he called this place Massa and Meribah because the Israelites quarreled and because they tested the Lord saying, is the Lord among us or not? You see, in spite of the unbelief of the Israelites, God still provided water for, from the rock. Let this be a reminder to us that whatever we have is provided by God. By God and no one else. Not the government, not anything. It is provided by God. God's grace is so much more than we deserve. When the Bible speaks of people testing God, this is often uh, a reference to the um, testing of the value and the quality and the attributes of God's patience and his faithfulness. Remember, when, when we talk about waiting on the wound care, it caused anxiety. It was in the anxiety where we ourselves actually put God to the test. Anxiety is a tool of the enemy. Remember that. But in verse 6, it talks about the rock of Horeb. This is a very important detail. Horeb is another name for Mount Sinai. It's the place where Moses encountered God in the burning bush. And you can find that in Exodus 3. This was a place of God's presence. This is not just a place where God provided water to drink. It is the fertile, life-sustaining water that flows directly from God, the living water. So let's, let's bring this, this message and, and together and land this plane. So let's wrap up this message a bit. We can find false security in the little things like a first aid kit. But the only way to receive true wound healing is to go to the ultimate physician, and that's God. The ultimate ointment for our wound is the living water. It is only God who can provide life-sustaining water that is given to each of us. We must remember again, anxiety in the waiting room of, of life's issues is a tool of the enemy. When we put our trust in the one and only healer, redeemer, and one true God, then we have nothing to be anxious about. No matter what we see on TV, no matter what we hear in radio, no matter what we see in the streets, God is still in control. When we are sustained by the living water, there is no surface wound that can cause a distraction from our kingdom purpose. No distraction. 
nothing on the surface. Because, friends, I'm here to tell you that is all the enemy can do is provide a surface wound. But our God provides the living water and everything flows from him. And his patience and faithfulness is abundant. Even when we are being kingdom brats, questioning his every move and why he's not showing up. He still provides for us. He still loves us and still pours out his grace. I'm going to ask you to turn off the TVs some. I'm going to ask you to disconnect from the world from time to time. Find your serenity place. Dig into scripture. Let God's word, the living word, wash over your spirit and provide wound care. Let's lift our hearts to the Lord. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for never giving up on us when, when we felt anxious and we tested your faithfulness. We ask that you calm any fear, anxiety, or stress that the enemy tries to use against us. Give us the words to speak to the wounds of others in order to direct them to your truth and you as the ultimate healer and physician. Give us strength to endure this journey. Give us courage to stand when the darkness is closing in on us. Shine your light all around us so there is no corner for any of the enemy's tools to hide. Be with us as we step away from our worldly comforts, our worldly first aid kits, and draw closer to you, the ultimate physician, whom all things flow. And now we pray together with one voice as you taught your disciples so long ago. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. And all God's children said, Amen. Please know that I am praying for each of you as we travel this spiritual journey together. I pray that we share many hours of fellowship together face-to-face, virtually, through text message, just as long as we can stay connected because we're two or more gather, God is always with us. So until next time, remember, speak life, be a blessing, put your faith feet into action to cause a positive ripple effect. Much agape, everybody.